You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. I have a really unique episode for y'all today, and it's going to be something that we're going to do for the next little while because I'm going to show you guys really what I do and really the ins and out of the business and really the ins and out of our industry and really the ins and out of culture and really the ins and out of everything that we're going to get very technical. I've got a lot of feedback from people that they love the show, but they want to hear more about like me and like what I do and how I implement things and think, you know, different things that I talk about and how to actually apply, but then also like what I do and who I am. So what you're going to see is a little bit different vibe of the podcast, a little bit different vibe of my social media, because I'm going to be super vulnerable of the good, the bad, the ugly deals gone bad, how I've structured deals, different things that's happened in the last little bit, little bit of business and, and why like things have happened in my life. You know what I've like, just, we're going to get vulnerable and you're going to learn a lot about me, but I'm really, really excited because there's a lot of people out there that are faking it. There's a lot of people out there that are saying things are good. Hey, let's just fake. I mean, the economy is the economy. The industry, you know, our industry is the industry. So let's just own it. We own the truth. We figure out how to get through it. We make game plans. We're going to be all right, but we're hurting. But I'm going to tell you some things and a lot of things that I've learned that have cost me millions and made me, you know, million. Let's, so we're just going to have those conversations. So I want to introduce you to my man, Vinny Marquez, right here, the man behind all of the cameras in this beautiful studio. And Vinny and I are just going to have a conversation about really what's been going on. So Vinny, my man, welcome. Thank you. I didn't think I was going to be on a podcast, but I know we're we're kind of changing this on the fly because I felt so called for some reason to just talk to people. Well, it makes about, it easier, dude. It makes it easier to have a conversation too. Yeah. Because we can build off each other, right? Versus just like talking to the camera. Yeah. So if you can just have like a conversation, it's like, it just makes it so much more natural. Yeah. And I felt called to to talk to people about really what's been going on. Because I get asked all the time. I mean, I've had very prominent people reach out to me and be like, how are you guys doing? I'm like, we're not doing, you know, the industry. I mean, the industry, the, the, the economy is the economy, right? Like not a lot of people are doing good. Now I'd be doing a lot better if, you know, which we'll get into if I've done some things that I should have been more aware of and like should have been in my, in our company. But you know, they're like, Oh, like, I thought I was the only one. I'm like, dude, do you live under a rock? But I'm going to own it because there's so many people out there on social media that, and it'll probably listen to this podcast that are beating their head against the wall. I feel like they're, 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 they're battling a losing battle which you're not. So I, I just, I, I want to do this. Like I love culture yeah. camp, love culture, but right now, like I want to really teach about what that means and like the, 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 the nitty gritty stuff of business and the not so sexy stuff with business and the not so sexy stuff of culture that I haven't really been that vulnerable about in other podcasts. But like when I'm yeah. interviewing somebody, like that's all I'm doing is interviewing somebody. Right. But now it's all about, What's going on in our company? So, well, dude, it's important to have because from filming social media and like filming for people, everyone does show the glitz and glamours of things. And it's really hard for 
an individual to post their struggles, right? And I, I, I've admired this about you because like wherever we're at, you're like, dude, we're, we're struggling. You're transparent about that. But I think it would be really important for now the people to like to, for you even talking about that because so much of us are going through the social media and we're seeing everyone's highlight reels. And with that, we want to be like, we almost beat ourselves up because we're looking at people's highlight reels. Right. And when you can be vulnerable with somebody and be like, dude, business isn't all that sexy. Right. Entrepreneurship is hard. Dude, it's so hard. Like we just had a real go out today on social media about mm-hmm. that. I woke up to a very good friend of ours passing away. And then a bunch of stuff happened financially at the dealership and personnel problems and different. And then I was going on the way to a podcast that I had to be the chipperest person in the world. And then after the podcast, I had to go to the dealership and be the chipperest person in the world. Like that's mentally draining. Like a lot of people aren't made, you know, made for that. Like, like that's hard on somebody. Right. And you know, you can say that you don't be fake, but at the end of the day, like you have to, like I owe it to the company to be high energy. Like my energy has got to be at like a 20 out of 10. If, if their energy is at a five, like I have to be at a 20. They have to have confidence. They have to know it's like they got to be because that's the one opportunity you have to speak to that individual that day. And like a mentor just told me this the other day is he was like, hey, like you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your mental health. You got to take care of your energy. You got to take care of like that. that's super, super important because, you know, what are you doing? Like, a half, so he was like, hey, take a half day. Like I, he asked me, like, what's your favorite thing to do that fills up your energy where like all the warriors go away? And of course, like everybody knows me golf. Like I love golf. And he was like, go golfing once a week. You don't got to do 18, just do nine holes, whatever, whatever you want, whatever you, like a half day, take a team, like your executive guy, because we're going, we're all in the same pressures and go golf because you got to take care of yourself because you screw up one time with an individual, you could blow up the whole plan. Like you walk into and you're upset or something's going on and you blow past someone and your nonverbal is pissed off and you blow, you, it could, it could screw the whole deal up. So I think that's very, very important, but nobody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about this and that and or being super, you know, like, you know, we, we don't got to get embarrassing, but like, I'm just going to own, own the stuff that's going on. But the point of it is to help and teach because people, like people don't want to admit things are happening, but like you learn through adversity. Like, like how do you build a muscle? You pick up a weight that weighs more than your freaking arm and you tear it down to build it back up. Right. Yeah. And in the good times, you don't, when there's very, very little adversity, there's very little pushback. There's very little like brain power thinking, problem solving and all that stuff. Then you're not growing as much as you could be or should be in difficult times. I mean, we hear about it, you know, I wasn't too super, like super, super old. And I don't know how old it was. I was like eighth grade in 2008. And you don't really like a lot of those people, like I thought they were all like, oh, you're freaking you wussy. Like you're not like, oh, wait, you know, screw. Th-. There's a lot of lessons learned in 08 <laughs> from a lot of people older than me. Yeah. And but now we're kind of in our version of that in, in, in our generation. And now I'm like, I know what they meant. Like I know what they were talking about. So I mean, there were some stupid things that I bought, stupid things that we did that I thought like I had bad information. Like, we, I mean, we can go on and on and on about the operations at a company and like the things that I wasn't paying attention to. And like all of a sudden they caused this massive issue where, you know, we unfortunately did have to contract a, you know, a big portion of our you know, portion of our employees specifically in Utah. Um, selling dealerships was just the deal blew up. Um, the individual buying it um, 
blew the deal up and um, kind of found out that he did it maliciously and and put us under an LOI maliciously to see our financials and a bunch of other things and see where we're at and um yeah just not let's, a good dude so. let's get into that so like as far as like okay you are in this situation it is a struggle as far as where you're at in your business and this mm-hmm. is where people don't show right people want to be like oh no yeah like you're you're smiling through the pain right right so tell me as far as about what you know what was it that took you there to where you're at now take me through along that journey so from the point that I, you know, to, to getting like, out of it. Essentially, like, what got you into this position? Okay. And then we'll eventually get into, like, what is going to get you out of it. But take me to, because I think it would be important for the people, for things for them. Because it's, like, the struggles and our lessons that usually are, are knockdowns is very valuable to other people so they don't do it. Right. So take us through that. So I wasn't paying attention. So... When we got in this business, it was it's 2018, 2019. And those were normal years. 2020 hit COVID. I mean, went crazy. And so what I got what I got hit with was all of a sudden all this revenue coming in and just freaking crazy. We were making so much money. We didn't know what to do with the damn money. And so I was more focused on the business and creating a business and leadership and cult, like trying to support all this revenue coming in. And fast forward to 2022, I did it that stopped. Boom, one month. I mean, it was insane. I We don't have to get through our f- financial figures, but market in, correction. in one month, it was a market correction, right? But I didn't see that fast enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't see, I didn't realize what that meant, you know? The guys that have been around the block a little bit prepared and were like, hey, like, we know what this means. We're going to do this, do that. And I'm just freaking thinking that, oh, it's about this and about that leadership. Like, I was so focused on people and this. I was not really focused on how to create the revenue. And honestly, like, I just, you know, I was stupid. And so, you know, fast, you know, from that point in 2020 to now, we have never, we've just been on a downhill slope losing money. And so, you know, luckily we made a chunk of change. We've, we've kind of donated it all back to the economy. Um, but, you know, I was not paying attention to things I should have been paying attention to. I was, I was just distracted and focused on the wrong things. I was distracted with things outside my business. And my business was not running without me. I thought it was. I had the people in the wrong seats. Um, I was not looking at the indicators and performance indicators and different things and metrics. I didn't really care. Like, I just, dude, I was I was so distracted. There was one point where I just didn't care about the business anymore. And I was just like, you, it, it can go out of it. I don't really care. Like, I'm so involved in some of the things that I was doing, which ended up being a fraud. And I got freaking scammed out of a gnarly amount of money. And so I've learned so much in these these hard times of what i should be paying attention to what drives the business and how to be a better person ceo a a better driver of the business and who actually should drive the business right and so it's been freaking humbling um it's been really sucky financially um you know i've had uh I mean, we're selling some dealerships um, to recapitalize the company and to stop some hemorrhaging. Um, we're selling a bunch of stuff to try to, you know, recapitalize the company. Um, unfortunately, I used a lot of the money that we made buying dealerships. I wish that I would have went and bought things because you can sell things a lot easier than you can sell dealerships, especially when those dealerships aren't making money. The value 
or, or not making a lot of money, the value goes way down. So, you know, we got a lot of options right now um, to, to figure that out. But really, the driver coming out of that is I, had, I got the chance to rub some shoulders with some individuals maybe seven weeks ago. And Wait, hold on. Actually, before you get into that, so in the sense of getting there, mm-hmm. really not to, like, because times were so good, you almost think you're good. You oh, don't have totally. to worry about this processes, right? 100%. So, like, so you talk about culture, and I think you were able, because cells were good, you are able to dive deep into culture. Right. And I think that really helped you out build the business very strong but then eventually because the sales process wasn't there the culture was there but because the sales process isn't there then at that point it's like okay you need the sales for the business right Right. so even go into a little bit as far as like hey what is the culture how important culture is but along having the sales for it yeah see culture is so so important and i was more focused on that which is great but like it would basically like put it in put it in perspective. Like it would it basically be like owning a hot dog stand, never knowing how to sell or make a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't your focus. Well, then what do you do, right? And so when that revenue was there, I was more focused on, and I didn't really learn the game. I didn't learn how things were played. I was more focused on you know culture and leadership and things because that's my background. And you didn't have to. I didn't, the revenue was freaking flowing in like the Nile river, dude. It was freaking insane. So when the revenue stopped, I didn't know how to go get it. And I didn't realize that it stopped. Like I didn't realize that you could go get it. That sounds so stupid. I didn't realize how not easy, but like that you control that a big portion of it. I used to think it was all marketing and industry and market market and what the market is doing in that area. Like, dude, you could freaking go get revenue. And there's different ways. Like, you can go get the revenue. I never really understood that. I never understood you'll get the revenue. Even and being creative to get that. Because even some things that you've done, the creativity that goes behind it to get revenue, like when you were talking about it, I was like, wow, I didn't even think about that. Like at that point, market bad or not, like you're making it happen. Yeah, I mean, I, but, I, but I wasn't paying attention to that. That wasn't really my quote unquote what I thought my role was. I thought my role was being completely out of the business. Dude, I didn't visit, visit dealerships in I don't know how long. And so, but like really learning like really what the difference in a winning culture is and culture. And like you have to have culture, but you also have to have the drive of your business. Like if you're in construction and you are not driving the construction sales and like driving to get business and all those things and you're more worried about, you know, things that don't really generate revenue. Now, now I'm not saying that's culture because culture, what I believe can generate a lot of revenue. But like you have to, it's this perfect marriage or I wouldn't maybe not say perfect, but it's this, it's this marriage you need that both. you have to have both. Right. Um, now I, you know, I, I would, it, it, yeah. I mean, you, you have to have both because you have to have that revenue to be able to, you know, build the culture because people like to make money. You know, they have to, you have to have a business that's viable and then you have to learn to make that profitable. You have to learn like really drive that glue like you know cultures those deep deep roots yeah but i was never paying attention to anything besides you know like more focused on you know what i what i thought i was supposed to be focused on so 
when the, when when the industry started the downturn and the market started a downturn and I really never paid attention to it because I thought my guys were were watching it and then I found out very very soon when I got a phone call by one of our employees that nearly caused me to have a stroke um, of how much cash I mean it was it was almost a million bucks in cash I had to come up with in a couple of days um, to pay what they call curtailments which is a principal payment on the trailers. Um, so when the trailers age, I have to pay to start paying the principal down on those, those units. Cause I have, um, you know, financing on them and that was almost a million bucks. And I'm like, bro, the f-? like, you know, not fun. Yeah. And he, he was like, well, is that a lot? I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like you give me a hundred thousand. And so, that a lot? you know, then I was like, dang. So then, but I was still during, even during that conversation, I was still distracted. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I was doing those other things and whatever. You think it- didn't hit you quite yet. Yeah, it didn't, the reality did not hit. Like, okay. it's like I was so naive and so like caught up in La La Land with this other projects I had going on that I didn't even care. Mm-hmm. And if I would have, so my mindset in the last six weeks, seven weeks has changed so drastically. If I would have done that nine months ago, ten months ago, it'd be a completely different conversation. Now we did act fast. We started to figure, I mean, we literally were, we've, we've identified problems, you know, selling dealerships, all these different things. Like I sold my Missouri locations about to sell my Oregon locations and all these different things. We acted fast, but you know, fast enough to be determined. We're working our way where we finally feel like we've stopped in the down, the, the super, super down. And now we're maybe leveling out or whatever. I mean, you know, kind of going down, but it's not as a fast like, drop off. But it's just it's crazy that what we what we've done. I mean, in the last six weeks has been been freaking sweet. But I I had to let some people go, you know, some family members and some different things. I love it dearly. Um, that well, and it really wasn't performance based. That you know that was just we just got to have to downsize a lot of our staff. Grew and too fast. We grew way too fast, man. We grew way freaking too fast. Like almost, it's like. Well, I thought I was so damn good because COVID was freaking just giving me money. Exactly. And I'm like, dude, we're freaking crushing it. We're making all this money, dude. Like all these different things. Like, like why not expand? Yeah. And then expand, expand, and spend all that money in expansion, expansion, expansion. And like I said, I would, I rather would have wouldn't. I wish I would have bought a freaking mansion in Malibu because I could probably sell the mansion in Malibu for more money than. Well, dude, it's even the aspect of like, okay, and this is something that I'm noticing now is like because you are selling the locations, how important it is now because you have to do it to keep the business alive. Now you're going tenfold into what you have. Yeah. So I make, so I'm consolidating, contracting into Utah mm-hmm. and I'm going all in on Utah in hindsight, dude, I should have never freaking gone outside of Utah. I should have put all this. So I, ha- I hired a new CFO, um, beginning of this year. And he was like, you know, I got a question for you. And I was like, what's up, bro? He was like, why didn't you just put all that money in your current locations and get those up to a hundred million dollars? You were almost freaking there. Yep. And I'm like, don't ever say that. I'm just like, you asshole. Um, great guy. I mean, that's why he's a freaking family now. But I'm like, you're right. Dude, I did 65 freaking million dollars with three, with three stores. And if I would have just kept freaking pushing in those three stores instead of went, I went from three to nine. We went from 65 million to 111 million with freaking six more stores. Well, dude, I think it's natural though, too, because usually when we think about expanding, I think don't I don't think a lot of people think about expanding in the sense of like depth versus wide, right because you you don't dude you you only think about oh i need more i need more i need more i need to go up on social media and i need to go to my speaking engagements and saying oh i'm buying another dealership and buying another dealership and buying another dealership damn jason you're doing freaking amazing 
instead of being like, I'm honing in on my one location to freaking make it crush it. Mm-hmm. Like, like this individual that I got a chance to hang out with, he was like, dude, I took 17 years before I learned, or it took me 10 years to learn how to make money in this business. And then it took me 15 years to buy another location. He's doing 600 million a year right now, extremely profitable, flying around on his private jet, living a freaking life, having a great time. Like, yeah, we all going through some stuff in the RV industry, yes, but he has his processes freaking down to a T. And he is not afraid. He calls it a regime change. He will change the regime. He will mix it up a little bit. He'll let people go. He's let seven-figure earners in his business go. Like, he's oh, wow. he's had to change some things in his to make it adjust to whatever the market. Like, you got to do those uncomfortable things. But, you know, getting a chance to hang out with him has been a, been a godsend. Like, I, I love this dude. He's an amazing individual. And actually seeing how the game is played has been insane. Like, we weren't even playing the same game. Like, we were, I thought we were crushing it in our world. And then you go look about how other people are playing the game. And I'm looking, I'm like, this ain't even the same game. This is, this does not look anything like our dealerships. And so ever since coming back from that, you know, see getting to know Andy Elliott and having Andy Elliott come train a lot of our sales staff and then, you know, getting personally mentored by him and all those different things, which is super key. Cause like, I, I don't need more leadership and I don't, like, I do that as something, but like, I don't need more motivation. Like I'm motivated. So I need to know how to operate freaking dealership. Yeah, and Andy come in and help me do that with, and get me connected with other, individ, other individuals have been freaking sweet and that's been a huge game changer in his whole sales process and everything but dude I didn't realize that that's what I needed until I went and looked at these other dealerships and I'm like oh ooh, wow I'm not even playing I'm so worried about processes like, like there's this quote by this individual that I really really want to we'll have to post it on social like the actual quote but he basically says like growth like the more you grow, the more complex your business gets or life gets, but complexity kills growth. Mm. And so, you know, something around that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And so what well, I did that, we were growing so fast that we kept having to have processes and more management and more this and more that and more this and more that. And I got more distracted and detracted and attracted out of the business. And so, I mean, I got an office, which I don't like being at. Like, I, I like to be at the dealerships and be really close to the problems. And I've been at, like, in the last six weeks, I've been at the dealerships. Like, I haven't really been in my office much. Still have it, trying to get rid of it. If anybody wants an office in Leighton, Utah, let me know. <laughs> but, like, I want to be back at the dealerships. I want to, like, you know, that's where my happy place is with the customers, with the people where we're trying to create this brand. And, like, I'm having more, like, I, I have more energy when you talk about like your EEI, your, your emotional energy index, I, I get filled up more being at the locations than I, I think anything else. Like, yeah, like, it, 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 you could be like, Hey, when we're golfing, we go to the dealership. I'd be like, I'll take, I'll take both either because I, I get filled up just the same. Now golf is a freaking blast. But man, the dealerships yeah. is fun. And like hearing the problems with my third party, you know, there's all these management and then telling me problems versus mm-hmm. going into the dealerships and learning the problems and coaching the problems has been a complete game changer because I'm like on demand making changes and improvements and figuring things out instead of them taking days to get to me through assistance. And so it's, uh, it's been a game changer. Now it's uncomfortable. Um, you know, I've had to, we didn't, you know, we've had to lay some people off and I'm wearing many, many, many different hats. I'm driving truck. I'm driving trailers. I'm the finance director, sales director, marketing director, IT, you know, anything else director. <laughs> and we're just making it work. 
Um, but I'm having so much freaking fun, dude. Like I'm yeah. having so much fun and I see a way out before I dude, I thought I was depressed. Like I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was just like, there's no freaking way out. Like there's no way out. Now I'm like, I know exactly what I have to do to execute. I need a little runway. We'll figure that out. But I know exactly what I have to do to execute, which is more motivating to me because I have this burning desire to just kick ass. Yeah. And there's people that want us to fail. There's people that don't think that we're going to make it, which, you know, a large portion of the RV dealerships around are going to probably go out of business. Dude, not me. I have this burn. I did. I'm. I have the unwavering belief. Like, I'm gonna make it happen. And is it gonna be uncomfortable? Yeah. Is it gonna be, take a lot of time for my 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 life and my personal life and everything? Yeah. But dude, this is just a season. Like for the next yeah, six true. months, this is just a season. When I, when I get the next spring, our dealership's gonna be a completely different ball game, and we're gonna be back into having some fun and making some money. I gotta make it there, but it's just. You know, you own the truth. You, you figure out how to get better. You figure out how to get through things. You identify the problems. You come up with some solutions. You know, you, you, you just keep pushing it along. And, you know, you own the truth with your people. Like, Dude, you, you and I just, think that's so important is because being blindsided by that as a, like an employee, like if you get told things are good, but reality they're not and then get blindsided by that later, I feel like that would suck yeah. as an employee. But then uh, at that point, I feel like your culture just shot. Yeah. Like I had a conversation with an individual the other day that was like, is, are, are the Utah stores for sale? And I was like, no. Now there's a possible partnership out there that we can talk about another time. But I was like, no. But that doesn't mean they're, they're never going to be. It's just don't freaking, it's up to you. Mm. Like obviously like with any business, like if it's not doing well, whatever, like I owe it to someone else to, I, I owe it to my employees to sell it, to be able to keep it going. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but that, I mean, that's like, here's the goal. If we hit above the goal, we're fine below the goal. Yeah. We have problems. So here's the goal. And so everybody's like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And so just owning that it's been, been hard. Now we've, I get, you know, it's just been, it's been not a fantastic ride but just being able to get through this is going to be the greatest journey. And this is why I'm super excited to share with people about this because it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be barbaric. The The odds are stacked against us, but that's when I perform the best. And I think, you know, there's always, always those like, and I wouldn't necessarily say it's a comeback story, but there's always like those stories of people coming back from something or having hard times in their life, whatever. Like I'm excited to be in the trenches with people like actively every single day, like on this podcast and on my social media being like, today's what happened. This happened, that happened because I just want to help people because there's so many people going through the same thing out there. There's so many people beating their head against the wall that are going through adversity and different things. Like I'm telling you that you're not alone and it's okay. You just got to own it. You got to, like everybody says the first part of recovery is identifying you have a problem. Yeah. You got to identify the problem. You got to say, okay, we have an issue. How are we going to get through it? And if you need mentorship, if you need help, if you need consultants, get those people to come into your life or in your business and help you through those problems. Get people that have been through an OA or like some other, you know, economic time that has hurt where they can help you different things. Like even if you're having a situation with a bank, get someone to be like, hey, I need you to help me negotiate with the bank because you could say one stupid thing and they could X you out. Or you have someone that's like, hey, I've been here before. I know exactly what to say and how to do this and how to package the deal. And so... Like there's just so many people hurting right now mentally too. Like, like thinking that, Oh, I'm a failure. Like that I could say this and say that, but I'm like, man, I just a little uneducated. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what I was. I didn't yeah. know what I didn't know. Yeah. And I always say that on this podcast, but it's true. Like I didn't know what I didn't know. And 
like, yeah, dude, like, I mean, it's kind of crazy that I did. I built a hundred freaking million dollar company, not knowing a whole lot. Well, the crazy part is too, like, and well, not even like the crazy part, like one thing that's super cool that you did is because in those times where you are kind of like in the trenches, you tend to be, most people tend to be reactive and they're just like in a panic mode. You went and found people that are where you want to be. And now you can extract information from them like hey this is where i want to be at these companies are where i want to be at so that now i can learn from them so i can get myself out of this situation yeah and i was always afraid to kind of do that because our industry is such a bloodbath mm, okay. um, but i had to go outside the state i had to just create real real good relationships with people people that i like people i adore now like i just i love these people and you know, it's funny when you look at my test, we talk about this a lot. I think I've showed you my test, my energy index is when, when I have a problem, my, my energy goes to a hundred percent searching. Like I'm trying to search for a solution, right? I go to solution, like solution oriented person and my energy actually gets super high. I like thrive in chaos, which can be good and can be bad because I can also self sabotage myself of causing chaos. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so me knowing that and knowing what my energy is in those situations, even in good times, I'm always hyper aware saying, don't cause this problem. Don't cause a problem. Don't cause yeah. a problem. Don't. Cause sometimes you just might go like you might go and find and try to find problems that were never problems. And all of a sudden you made them problems and people never thought they were problems. Right. Like, Oh, okay. like people would be like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, this is a problem. Oh, is it like, I didn't know that. Like we've been operating and I'm like, you know, so in the, there's ways that you can do that, but you know, I don't want to self-sabotage myself, but right now like I'm thriving on it. Like I'm scaring people because sometimes I'm almost too optimistic, but I did. I'm betting on me. I know me. I'm betting yeah. on me. I'm freaking good at what I do. Well, if you don't, who, who else is dude, right? I don't you I, know I mean, dude, I got my whole life on the line for this shit. Like yeah. if anything happened that by Jason, because I got, per, I got personal guarantees on personal guarantees on personal guarantees. Hmm. Did I have everything to lose? And so, but then I also have everything to gain. Yep. And, and I know exactly what I can do and our team is capable of. And dude, I'm freaking excited. Like this sounds freaking weird. I'm freaking excited. I'm thankful I'm going through this. Mm. I see this as a massive opportunity to get better, to get, to hone in my skills, to hone in the team skills, to operate as a business, who I want to be, identify all like, dude, it's crazy what I've been able to do and how I've been able to manage and it's so freaking simple. It's just watching a few different things, creating metrics. Dude, I'm learning how to freaking use Excel and code shit. And I'm doing all the freaking <laughs> little keys and stuff. Like I'm having, dude, I'm having a blast, but it's going to be a grind, dude. It's just beginning. It's just well, it's beginning, simple, but it's going to be It a is grind. hard. It's simple, but yeah, right. And, but the, yeah. dude, it, it, it's not a, things we're doing aren't sexy. Like dude, freaking driving up to, you know, an hour and a half away, a hundred miles from freaking Salt Lake going and grabbing a trailer just to drive a hundred miles down South, just to drive 30 miles back to my house. Like that's not sexy, dude. Getting home on my wife is about to pop any moment, but she knows like my wife is the, the best woman in the world. Having her in my corner keeps me in the fight. And it's I really hope, you know, that. pray to God people have someone in their corner, whether it's a significant other or a mentor or, or, or whoever, a friend, whatever. But like my wife is in the fight with me every single day. And, you know, she knows, like, sometimes when I complain, like, look, like, we have to have this, like, I think it was a Sean Whalen quote that was like, hey, I'm not asking for advice. I'm just, I'm just venting, right? Yeah. If I ask for advice, I'm going to be like, hey, I need some advice, right? So we've had to have those conversations, which 
are healthy because then you get in like you start complaining and then she starts having solutions and i'm like no that's not gonna work like you just start getting these <laughs> yeah. these craziness but i'm like hey i don't i don't need advice i just need to vent to you and so having those conversations with her and letting her know what's going on and then her just being there with me along and like being my biggest fan and being like yeah like that i'm pulling freaking 12 hours a day seven days a week middle of the night early in the morning like Dude, that's important it's to just it's just what it what it takes and like she's awesome now she's about to pop any moment but like even she's like, hey, like, you know, give me a couple of days with the baby and then you got to go do your thing. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to try to figure this out because I told you two weeks. And she's like, yeah, but that's before your role changed. Your role is completely different now. And I'm like, I love you. Like, dude, that's like, and, and do I want to yeah. be home with my family? Of course. But this is the ugly truth of entrepreneurship. What do I, what do I do? She understands that. hundred percent understands. Yeah. And like getting her behind me means the most. She's like, she's like, I just almost get emotional talking about it. She's just the most amazing woman in the world. And and her family too, like my family, like having everybody behind me cheering me on to win means a lot. And I'm going to win, dude. Like I'm super, super excited to see what we do and, and just crush this and be the best company ever on the other side. We needed this adversity. We needed a little bit of humble pie. It was like, Hey, you think you're good. A little check, check. Here you go. Now yeah. on the culture and leadership side. Yeah. Like I got that down easily but it's like hey you need to learn your rv business you need to learn sales process you need to learn how to operate this this beast it's like oh okay well yep. bro like you know let's let's figure this out so i'm merging you know i'm really really merging those the culture the leadership with everything you know with that winning culture and those high standards and high expectations that i have to win because we have to hit a, a threshold we have to hit our goal or else bye-bye so it's not, hey, I need you to hit this. Can you please hit this? Like, hey, we demand greatness. That's what Andy's taught me is demand greatness. You don't ask for it. You demand it from your people. And people will perform. And if they don't want that, get them out of there because they're not part of the winning culture that you want to create. You can't tell me, my man, from Deion De Sanders that just won one uh, from Colorado, just won um, against TCU, doesn't demand greatness from his players. I mean, go from two-game winning, basically the whole team leaving, a brand-new team coming in and beating TCU, he demands greatness. And I know that from fact because I know someone super close to the family. He's the greatest guy in the world. Amazing culture, though, and because he demands the, the best out of you. There's no problem with that. You can totally ask for the best out of people. There's, there's no problem with that. And people like yeah, it. Yeah. People like to be held accountable. They like to hit goals. They like to be checked they like to know how they're doing they like to say good job or even hey you can do better because they like to be like hey because hey you can do no better than that oh what i can always, like, you can always do better right yeah and so even asking people come with you with something or, you know to it with a project or you know come at me with this be like is that the best you can do is this your best work I'm like no you know because people like to be checked a little bit they like to be they like to prove themselves and like I've known, like even myself, like I did, I wasn't having any fun just cruising on autopilot. I remember literally sitting outside my office, just wishing that I wasn't in my office. And then now, in even in the bad time, like, you know, when things when things hit, I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in my office because you just have so much craziness going on. Something like you just got to get out. So I now I manage my time with the dealership or like the the office, and I manage my time with the dealerships because that's what fills me up. And that that that's how we're gonna make the money is being at the dealership. So that's where yeah. I'm gonna spend my time at. Well, dude, I think it's important. So like on a couple of things before we wrap this up, but I would say like, as far as what you need in order to, to really come back from those things, 
is to have that winning culture. Because here's also the thing. I've been in companies doing millions of dollars as an employee there, and they had a crappy culture. So therefore, they had crazy turnaround. Yeah, they might have the sales, but they had the crazy turnaround time. So, dude, I used to have a position where I was constantly filling in the positions that would go blank temporarily, fill it in until we hire people. So I had that before. So it's like you can you can do just culture and then the revenue will catch up or you can just do just the revenue and then the culture and that lacks and that has a negative result too. You got to build them both up. But the fact that you're recognizing that now and like the biggest thing, the biggest thing is the support, dude. Cause if you, the people that you have in like talking to you, like family, like the fact that you have such a supportive wife and family, all that, you need those kind of people in order to move forward. Cause you need that support. Cause when the battle's here, you need the people to support you. Cause that's how you're going to win the support. And the fact that you have the vision of went and found the help mm-hmm. and being able to get that. Like now you have the, you have the culture down, right? Now you're going to get the sales process. Like I think where people could take a really valuable lesson from is like, dude, if you can implement culture, but then also the sales process, right? How incredible and powerful can you rise as a company? Right. Oh, so much. And that's really the key is identifying it. Really the key is being self-aware. Mm-hmm. And understanding what you got. And I thought I was self-aware, you know, learned a lot, really seen what I should be doing. And a, a big advice too for people right now is I would take, I would leave the ego out of the door because I have to like, like dude, this part, like that I'm not, I don't, I don't freaking, I just want to win. I don't care if it's about me. Like, I don't care. Any, like, I just want to win. Like I'm the, I just want to win whether I'm this person, that position, this, but like, I don't freaking care. I just want to win. And I want to be a part of a winning team, right? And so, like, I see a lot of people with big egos that won't own it. And they go bankrupt having a big ego. Mm-hmm. That, And then they disappear. Yep. And it's like, what happened? Oh, no, 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 like this and that. And they blame everything. Like, dude, you were the CEO. Oh, well, you know. I can blame everybody in my company because technically, like, they were doing some different jobs and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it, my, my freaking last name's in the building. Yep, true. I'm the I'm the signer, I'm the guy that should be watching. There's so many. You're things. the captain, dude. I'm the captain, dude. I, yep. I go down with shit like, hey, hey, I let you down. I put you in a position to fail because I wasn't coaching you and teaching you and telling you things that what to do. And so I own it. It's 100 percent on me. Yep. But I can look at it and be like, oh, poor me. Look at me. Like, oh my gosh, I get that's a freaking opportunity to get better. I'm so determined to get better, dude. I want to be the best. I'm not gonna get better. I'm gonna be the best. I will be the best operator. I will be the best. My belief is like, dude, my belief is insane. There's nothing that can stop me. I will fight. I will fight. And I will, I will fight till the bell rings and I will keep fighting. Yep. Because that's just what it's going to take. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to share this journey with people. Dude, absolutely. And I really don't doubt it because of what you're doing and you have the great support along the way. So like, I, I, I think it's going to be really cool and really valuable for listeners to like hey like actually and sign sign us off to you know finish this episode but like essentially you're going to take us along the ride yeah which a lot of people don't see that usually people just hey i'm not going to document this this is when i go quiet and i think it's going to be really valuable for the people to be along the ride in the struggle to see what it is going to be like when you do because it's 
I honestly think you did the right steps as far as getting back. Yep. And now it's like, come along for the journey. Yeah. I mean, that's where you learn, right? And that's how you grow is in the bad time, in the hard times and the tough times that's through adversity. And if no one's there to help coach you or do that, like, how do you know how how to identify that? So I want to be that. Like, I want to help people. I want you to come along this journey. I want you to have some fun with me. You're going to see craziness. You're going to see my family. You're going to see the things that I do. You're going to see how I do business, how I do these deals, these deals blowing up. Like, you're just going to see life, whether it's good, it's the bad. Like, you know, it's not going to be a whole journey about bad. It's going to be a journey about me. Like, my my whole focus is going to be on me, the company, my family, just really getting to know me and how I operate, how I deal with people, how I deal with employees, how I deal with deals, how I travel. Like, I want you to know, like people to know like what it takes to do this and in the good and the bad times of what the mindset's got to be and what you got to be thinking about and like how to implement the culture and how you implement things in good and bad times. Cause generally we just talk about, Oh, like, you know, you know, in bad times you just lay people up and then no, it's way more freaking complicated than that. Or, you know, there's layers of complexity. And so I'm really excited for you all to be on this journey with me, Vinny. I thank you so much for, we're doing this we're going to be sure. doing a lot more of this but follow along with me you're going to see how i operate the business how i coach the culture how i coach people how i do things the good the bad the ugly we're going to just unleash and unlock the social media about me and the company and everything we do so we'll catch you on the next episode of culture camp please like and subscribe if you want to follow the journey we're gonna have some fun see you in the next episode see you in the next one <laughs>